being naked is not ethically wrong in and of itself. Yes. But but we start going, oh, it is in certain contexts. Mm-hmm. And that's entirely based on these on these social circles that we're in. And I mean, even going back to stuff that I remember hearing a hundred years ago, there are some 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 people who live in per- parts of the world where it's just so tropical that they are they're naked. They're basically naked all the time, and it's just no big deal because that's the it's so hot. This is Greg's pitch for drunken nude ethics. Drunken nude ethics. Next year, every 20, seven 20, minutes, 20, take a shot and remove an article. That's, of that's what it is. Thanks for listening to Drunk Ethics. If you would like to earn behavioral ethics CPE for listening to this podcast, there is now a premium course available for purchase on the Earmark app. Just go to earmarkcpe.com or download the Earmark app from the App Store or from the Google Play Store. And now raise your glass to this episode of Drunk Ethics. Zero shots in. The ethical responsibilities of accountants are so important because the financial implications of ethical lapses and poor judgment can be enormous. If ethical standards are violated, the repercussions can be devastating, ranging from loss of business to a CPA losing their job to criminal prosecution. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Drunk Ethics. I'm Greg Kite. I'm a licensed CPA here in the great state of Utah. And I'm Adam Browd. I have a master's in business administration from Brigham Young University. Uh, Drunk Ethics is the only certified course where the presenters, me and Adam, get more and more drunk while we discuss the intricacies of behavioral ethics. And it's never not funny. Today's episode is Moral Codes, Self-Image, and Rum. We are going to take seven shots during the course of this one-hour podcast, and there's no time like the present, so here goes shot number one. Mm. Ooh, spicy. Yar. Uh, we also have another person in the studio with us today, the wonderful Crystal Paloa. She calls the shots, literally. When she rings the bell, we have to take a shot. And for today's podcast, we are drinking Plantation Brand Rum. They are not a sponsor. It's it's funny. Did you notice on here, they, they call it a three-star rum? Yes, and three I go, stars. It, most things are out of five I these know. Days, I had so. the same thought. I assume that's what they call the, the islands that are represented oh, there. Oh, maybe that's... Oh, because it's from Jamaica, Barbados, and Trinidad. But so. if not, I respect a thing that it's like, we just get by. Like, that's it, well, they're fun. setting your expectations. If they're like, this is okay, and then you go, oh, this is the best, then you're going to be... Then you're gonna become a loyal customer. You know, I all actually about like that. it quite a bit. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, it is pretty good. Um, so today, uh, we're gonna get into we're gonna get into this just by uh, having a, a more broad discussion about ethics than we have in the past. So, hmm. Adam, question: Just in general, yes, the population of the planet, yes, do you think that people believe that they are good and honest people? Like the average Joe, do you think that person believes that they themselves are good and honest? Uh. I would say yes. The average person is going to tell you that they are good and honest. Okay, yes. gotcha. I I'm going to say the same thing, and it's and it's funny because have you have you heard that stat where it's like 85 percent of all drivers believe that they're above average dri- drivers? Yes, the better than average effect. Yeah, is yeah. actually one of my favorite things. Wait, is that okay? So backstory: you were an aspiring uh, psychology PhD. Guy. Yes, I did a year of of an experimental psychology PhD, and then I sold my soul to business instead. <laughs> so okay, so 
What, what, what was the thing you were just talking Better about? Better than average effects. So okay. when you ask people about this. most things in life, they uh, will respond that they are better than most people than okay. the average person okay. at those things regardless almost of what it is yeah. which I think is very fun because usually people th- say <laughs> the reason I like it so much is because usually people say oh but not everyone can be better than average that's not how averages work right but there is one way for most people to be better, better than average and that's if you just have a lot of people who just absolutely suck shit at oh, something. Oh, right, right, right. And they okay. pull the average okay. really far down. Gotcha. So I actually like to imagine that there's like most people are doing pretty good, but there's a few guys who are like, I just can't get it together right. with anything. <laughs> right. So, which I think is very fun. Gotcha. So maybe most people are more honest than most, than the average. Okay. There's just a few people who... Right. You couldn't even know their first name for the amount that they lie about everything. Right. So it's like it's like if I'm I put Satan into our our statistical yes. sample, he pulls the average way down way and down. all the rest of us are above average. Way way with way way Satan down. in the uh, statistical sample. Yes. Awesome. Um the other thing is so you you got your MBA, you were you were doing psychology, now you're in marketing. Uh, yeah, which is the best way to use your psychology background for evil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, and are are you familiar with this concept? This was a, this is an idea that was brought up to me a few years ago, several years ago. That everyone, when they make a purchasing decision, they're actually making that decision on an emotional level. It's an emotional purchasing decision. But then I, I'm not even going to say subconscious. I'm going to say unconsciously. They instantaneously come up with with rational in quotes, rational justifications for that purchase. Is that a new concept to you or as a marketer, is that something that you, yeah. is, that, is that the world you live in all I, day I, long? I'm actually more familiar with that concept than your average person, <laughs> if, you, if you will. Uh, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, you can get into it when people get to like certain price points, it becomes less emotional and more rational Okay. for stuff. Okay. Usually the number they throw out there is 80 bucks or whatever, but okay. um, huh. but yeah, so, but, but uh, people make most life choices that way where they yeah. where they make a lot of life choices with a lot of emotion but when then when you go back you give yourself rational reasons as to why you would you would think that way right um and we kind of do the opposite for other people as well a lot of times we give more rational reasons in assumptions to other people uh, as well as things have to do with their character like okay if i'm late it's because circumstances happened oh if, that, that's what you that, think that about sort you of thing. yeah yeah, yeah. If, if i'm late it's because something made me late but if you're late well you're a, you're an inconsiderate I'm, person i'm an so. asshole yeah, yeah right exactly. right right yeah it's like anyway but that's yeah. that's maybe one step removed but yeah people absolutely they purchase they're like oh you know what i actually wanted this uh, gold-plated right. pokemon card for good reasons right it's good I, reasons that i want it I need I need to buy this 1973 Ford Bronco because it has four-wheel drive and I live <laughs> yeah. in the Rocky Mountains in the winters here there's mm. several days where four-wheel drive would be very handy to have. Every person who's ever purchased a truck I feel like is like <laughs> this as well. Well, you never know when you're going to haul something. I know when you're going to haul something cuz the answer is most likely never. Right, right. It's like it's like that one time a year and then once you get the truck you're like, "Why do these people keep asking me my help to move?" Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, bad bad decision. Okay, so the the reason I ask about that whole marketing concept is because I believe that ethical behavior Mm. can be can be very similar 
to that purchasing that purchasing oh. dynamic where we make we make ethical decisions and and even though like we almost reflexively have a ping inside us that goes I don't know if this is the right thing to do but we go oh but but there's this this and this so I'm fine oh yeah 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 so yeah, yeah. like it's it's this justification which in the in the accounting world did we talk about this on another podcast the fraud triangle uh no okay so so in the accounting world there's this concept of the fraud triangle which basically the idea is you need three things to be present in order for someone to actually commit a fraud oh you need the opportunity if there's no opportunity to commit fraud you can't commit fraud sure. that makes sense you need some sort of pressure you have to have something that's like like some some sort of drive mm. to commit the 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 crime and a lot of, the, the real go to example of that is like gambling. If you have if you have a gambling problem, oh okay, then you lost. A, you, you know somebody's going to come and break your kneecaps unless yeah, you yeah, get yeah. some more money. Or, so you, or maybe your best friend is that one of the most uh, liars that pull down the better than average effect for right, everybody else. Right. Well, no, but they just whispered into your ear constantly, "Do a fraud, do uh, a fraud." Oh, Does that count? Well, it could. If that friend is like going, "Hey, it, oh, oh there, there, there we go. go, number two. Uh, that could be the case if your friend is like pressuring you. If they're like going, "Hey, all the cool kids are stealing from their <laughs> companies," that would be pressure. But I'd all the say, cool accountants do it. But then the the third the third side of the fraud triangle is rationalization, is what it is. Rationalization. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Where you're like, no, it's actually good that I did a fraud. You you have well, it's it's this idea of going. It's like what we were saying. Most people believe that they are honest people. Yeah, right? they want to for sure. And they want, yeah, like we we have this need. We feel this need inside us to maintain that positive self image. Yeah. of I'm a good person. Yeah. And so you commit a fraud, but you still have to be able to rationalize and go, okay, I'm not a giant piece of crap. Sure. For committing this fraud, it, there's reason. And and you look at things like a big financial statement frauds that have been in the news. Mm. And a great rationalization for that is I wasn't doing this for me. I was doing this for the shareholders to you know because they needed they needed the stock prices to go up. And granted, I'm one of the largest shareholders, so yes, it <laughs> helps me too. But fraud was part of my fiduciary responsibility. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Stupid. So so there's rationalization too. So so really, the funny thing, I mean, when we really when I take a, a step back and I think of okay, the, I just realized I do this every night when I eat my midnight snack. Is what oh, I realized. Is your rationalization every single oh, time? Yeah. I like pull out a bowl of cereal, and let's be honest, the reason I want it is because it's a it's a sugary treat, and Lucky Charms are delicious. Uh, absolutely. But my rationalization is, you know, if I'm hungry now, I can't be waking up at four a.m. because I'm hungry. I'm not going to be able to pour this. I'm going to pour the milk on the floor. That yeah. would be irresponsible. I just shouldn't be waking. I should sleep through four a.m. But never in my life have right, I ever right. gone to bed. <laughs> slightly hungry and woken up at 4 a.m. with like, oh, I should have had that bowl of Lucky Charms and I wouldn't have been in this situation. If I only had the foresight. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, now I got to pop those uh, heart stars and horseshoes thanks right, to my previous right. self-being I could idiot. Be, I could be asleep if it, if I had if I'd planned properly yeah, for never done my that. sleep. It's, it's always yep. an emotional choice, but a rational realization, or a, ra- a logical rationalization. Yeah, of, 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 of poor behavior. Yes. Yes. Okay, well, so... I'm fine with it, but yeah, right, right. Well, because <laughs> well, I'm but, a good person. Oh well, no, I'm doing it again. But let's say a, a suboptimal behavior. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. But even that's rational. It's not bad behavior. Suboptimal oh, behavior because no. that makes me feel better about myself. So, oh, okay, are the examples we seek for? How fun. So ethics, the 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 relationship I see between between ethics, especially what we talk about here with behavioral ethics. Yes, behavioral ethics to fraud 
is behave ethics what what ethics and ethics training and ethics CPE is trying to do is it's trying to to do everything it can to minimize your your ability to rationalize the the fraud. Okay. So that's a that that's kind of the idea oh, of what gotcha. we're doing because it's like oh I, this is a bad th- these are bad things then you yeah, go yeah, I can't yeah. I can't do it yeah um you, you lay the path for those synapses to be like nope yeah. we know this route and it's bad yep. Exactly. So the next one, and, and we're actually going to get into some really cool things about that. Fun. Um, the next next question I have for you is, how much do you think our ethical behavior is influenced by our social group, by oh. the people that we're with? Oh, uh, uh, 100%. Is that a dumb question? I I don't think it's a dumb question. <laughs> okay, I think it's they- a I think it has an obvious answer, but I think it's a fun thing to think about. Is it a suboptimal I, question? It's a suboptimal. <laughs> it's not a bad. There's it's no bad questions. There's just sub-optimal. this question. Uh, no, it's because uh, I think it's something that a lot of people would rationalize and be like, no, no, no. I'm the same person always. Absolutely false. Absolutely false. Oh, I'm oh not, right. I'm not the same person when I'm alone. Absolutely not. Right. When, as soon as I get home, when my it's as simple as when I'm not with my wife, the TV shows I watch become different than the ones I watch with her. Right, right. You and know? not that that's bad. Not, not, not that, that that's ethical, but oh, yeah, you're It's influenced. not ethical, but it's absolutely influenced. So if right. I'm not, how can you be influenced on that small level, but not on like a large yeah. level? Like that's crazy. Well, well which also, is. Also, I steal when she's not around. No, that's not true. <laughs> I just, murder. You're, you're going through sock that. drawers going, where's that cash? I know yeah. she's got some in here somewhere. Sorry, that was the first on a laundry list of terrible decisions <laughs> I make when my wife's not around. <laughs> well, no. but. But being alone, it's funny because that's one of the things I thought about when I was writing out this question in, in preparation for the podcast. I was going, think about just being like, think about nudity, mm. like nudity in and of itself, not ethically wrong. No. And we're and we're nude at, I'm assuming for most people, at least for a portion of every day. Yeah. And not as much as I wish I were, but definitely I am some of the but time. That, but that's the thing. So so I know you're joking around, but but legit. Every you, joke has a little bit of truth. If you're with other people, yeah. you're, well, it, well, no, 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 all of it. If you're, so you go to work and you're nude and it's like, oh, that's a crime. And you go to jail and you lose your job. Yeah. If you go to work, think if you go to work in a swimsuit, mm. you're still probably going to lose that job. Funny story at a accounting firm that I used to work at. Part yeah. of the dress code specifically said you can't wear swimsuit. Oh. To work, which I love because that means that at some yeah, point, yeah, what a fun dude used at, to work there. At some point, Debbie came to work in yeah. a swimsuit, and it's oh, like, hey, uh, Debbie. But but accounts are so we're so freaking uh, conflict avoidant that it's like I'm not going to talk to Debbie about it because that'd be <laughs> weird. So what we're going to do instead is we're going to modify the dress code <laughs> to include no swimsuits, and then we're going to email it to everybody. And for the rest of the day, just ask Debbie if maybe she had like a haircut. Yeah, maybe that's what changed. Or at I least don't know. be like, hey, put a towel down. Yeah. Uh, wow, this is like personal to me because I just bought my first tank top ever. I know that oh. might sound really weird to people. <laughs> that is bizarre. Isn't that weird? What? I have I've always felt too self conscious just about my body to buy one anyway <laughs> what? Uh-huh, i bought my first tank top and at work there's a workout room and it's a kind of a gray area i feel because i've i my work i dress relaxed i can wear like a t-shirt and stuff yeah but uh i've never worn a tank top nor have i seen anyone else wearing a tank top but there's a workout room and i work out almost first thing when i get there yeah and so i'm like uh it's a step away from swimsuit it's a step it away. Is. It is. But but again, all of this stuff is basically saying here's the social context. So if you're in yeah. a swimming pool, if you're if you're where that's the thing. Well, that's my social context, right? I'm not in the workout room, but I'm just adjacent to it and I'm about to use it, but I'm still at work. And you're in a tank top and you feel weird. Yeah. Yeah. And and same thing with it at a swimming pool. 
Like you see the guy, you see like full grown men mm. who are wearing long sleeve t shirts in the pool, oh, and you're like, love oh, a you- good uncle in a swim shirt. Oh, it's so great! <laughs> it's the cutest. But aren't you thinking you're the weirdo? Oh yeah, for not being nude enough in this pool. <laughs> so so we so social and and I would say so going back to what I said initially. Yeah, being naked is not ethically wrong in and of itself. Yes, but but we start going. Oh, it is in certain contexts, mm-hmm. and that's entirely based on these on these social circles that we're in and i mean even going back to stuff that i remember hearing a hundred years ago is like there are there are some uh there's some uh groups and some some people who live in parts of the world where it's just so tropical that they are they're naked they're basically naked all the time and it's just no big deal because that's the it's so hot. This is Greg's pitch for drunken nude ethics. Drunken nude ethics. Next year, every 20, seven 20, minutes, <laughs> take a shot and remove an article. That's, of that's what it is. And I've only that's seven shots. I'd be naked by shot five. Mm. <laughs> okay, so next thing we're gonna transition into with all that that conversation, kind of as the yeah. uh, foundation. Your your social surroundings alter your state of mind and you're an emotional person who will rationalize logically about your ethic. Perfect. So so we get into That felt perfect for us. I hope that was actually good. I think no, no it was perfect. Dude, you, we're solid. And by yeah, the we're way, we're pretty good. Uh how many Crystal, how many shots was that? 3? Okay, 3 shots in. Last time we maybe just did 6 because not only were we <laughs> Drunk and miscounting. We were drunk and miscounting so loudly that both Crystal and Zach, who's right. running the sound, well, it wasn't was like, loud. It was confident. We were confident, confident oh, this in is, our in our air. It's like this was this is number seven. Here's we're, the deal: we're the number five Don't, doesn't exist. We, <laughs> we just which went it, for it. But the funny thing is, I'm sure if you listen to that one, that was the one with the Sparkle Donkey Tequila. If you listen to the Sparkle Donkey Tequila episode, and you're an accountant, you were keeping track of how many shots we took, so you already knew that. Now. Uh, my favorite guy that I, oh, and by the way, I was just going to say this rum shot three shot one. It wasn't my favorite shot three. This is my favorite thing ever. Nice. Um, but, uh, a guy, a dude named Dan Ariely, he is, he's a behavioral economist is what he calls himself. Yeah. But really, I think what that is this means, the same guy from last time. Probably. Yeah, you yeah. like this guy. Yeah, I love him. He's got because he's done tons of research on ethics, and we're really going to dig into the research <laughs> and, and how he did it. Uh, that's right. I called him Dave uh, er, Dan Ariola <laughs> when I was six. That's right. In. That's, that's right. right. Exactly. Uh, I'm sorry. So, um, so yes, we <laughs> we did talk about him. He, but behavior a behavioral economist. I think it's similar to you, where he was he was actually a behavioral psychologist. Mm. But then he's like, I can't make money doing this, so yeah, let's apply stupid. it to business. And now he's a rich mofo. There you go. So Dan Ariely, here's what he did to uh, to test people's ethics to be able to do research on people's ethical decisions. Gosh, I love that area of research. I think that's so fun. Yeah. Tricking people into doing the bad things they don't want right. to do and then being like, this is for science. Right. I'm, I'm morally neutral. Exactly. Well, okay. And 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 it gets nuts. So here's okay. basically, here's here's what it is. I've got on, on your sheet right here. Yes. We've got this matrix. This was what he would do is he'd get a, he'd get students who volunteered to be part of his uh, experiment. Okay. And, and the way he would do it is he'd give them 20 minutes. It's a 20 minute time test. And he'd give them 20 of these, uh, of these matrices that we see right here. Oh my goodness. It's a three by four matrix. Every, every box is filled with a three digit number. It's like the first one in this one, in this example is 1.17. Yeah. And all of them have a digit. So it's a single digit with two out to the hundredths place. Mm-hmm. And, and the, the, 
your task was you had to find the two numbers in this matrix that added up to the number 10. Oh. And there's, there's, a, there's exactly one pair in there, and oh. you have to find it. So you go, okay, that's like legit fifth grade math, maybe fourth grade math if you were gifted and talented. So that's, <laughs> that's what you had to do. But you only had 20 minutes to do. It's not, it's not difficult math. It's time-consuming math. Mm. And you would get paid for every matrix that you got right. Oh. In this. oh, okay. So, so they so they start the clock. They'd give you these twenty matrices. They they'd have you get going, and at the end, you'd turn them in. They'd grade them, and they'd give they'd pay you according to what you got correct. And what they found is, on average, because they just they just take the average score for everybody, and they use that as the control group. Yeah. So they they took the average score. On average, people would be in in twenty minutes. People would be able to get seven of these right. So it took about three minutes of going through oh. on each one to to be able. To, that's or, a, or that's they got, surprising to me. Or surprisingly high or low? Uh, low. Low. Yeah. It, yeah. I'd probably be better than the average person at this. Hmm, so interesting. His according to his self-reported research, the average score was seven on this. Not not an awesome score out of twenty. Yeah. Is is what it was. Well, I guess there was a case they could have gotten some wrong. So. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. that's also absolutely the case. So, uh, so then, so, so we use that as his baseline going, okay, on average, on average, when things seven. are normal, like a, te- like a testing center situation, yeah. people are getting seven, seven out of 20 of these, right? Sure. Um, the other thing to think about is that people didn't really know that this was coming. They couldn't really prepare themselves and get like a strategy for doing this. Oh, okay. So, so they just, it was like, oh, this is what we're doing. Okay. Oh, what, how do I do these? Whereas so, I took the GRE and the GMAT for both of my, <laughs> so as soon as I saw it, I got a flood of like test taking secrets come right, to mind right that were like, there you go this is how you trick people into thinking you're smarter than you are right right so that's great uh so then to 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 judge people's uh level of cheating he did the exact same thing so the exact same test the exact same amount of time okay. the exact same payout mm. per per question that you got right but in the second situation with a with a different co with different cohorts of yeah, people yeah, yeah. he would say okay take the test mm. and then he'd give them the answer sheet and you yeah. say you grade your own paper. Grade your own paper. And then not only that, mm, I'm twenty uh, for twenty, baby. Once you grade your own paper, here's a piece of scrap paper. I need you to write your score on the scrap paper, not on the test that you oh, actually Oh, so took. there's no evidence? Yeah, right. Even? And then, no, no. And you give me to get better. It's like there's a shredder in the corner. Oh. Shred all the documentation <laughs> of all, all your scratch work. Yeah. Shred all of that. And then just take the scratch paper yeah. up to the proctor to pay you your money. For for your for your test and whoever scores highest, there are certain businesses wanting to recruit you for an accounting <laughs> right, job that are standing just outside right. the Goldman store. Sachs. Yeah, is, is, is very is, interested is, in you all of a sudden. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so, but then that's the question. So here's the question I have for you. Yes. So knowing, so so the when cheating wasn't possible. Yeah. The average score was seven. Correct. In this yes. cheating possible scenario. Oh yeah. What do you think the score? The average score went up to. You know, I jokingly said, well. I said 20 for 20 because there were 20. Yeah, and we're talking average score. Yeah, it's out of 20. Average score. score. I jokingly said 20, but I bet a bunch of people gave themselves lower scores because they're like, well, I'm dishonest, but I'm not like that dishonest or whatever. So I bet that they gave something like, uh, I'm going to go with like 12. Shut the front door. That's exactly right. Is that really what it is? That's exactly right. Oh, yeah. Okay, I love you so much because you bring so much, but I hate you so much because you get the right answer every goddamn time we do this. should have stuck with psychology. You're like, like, well, I'm just kind of thinking through this logically, what our topic is today, and then you give away like my big reveal at the end. I'm thinking through this emotionally. Is what I thought of through. <laughs> so, well, how'd you, how'd you, how did you get to 12? Tell no, me. absolutely. I'm willing to bet that everybody is like looking at it and they're like, oh, I'm going to, 
let's be honest. Really, how I got to this is because I took math tests in high school that I had to grade myself. That's really uh, okay. where it comes okay. from. Where because if you che- if you cheat on your paper and you like put some, oh here comes another shot. We don't ever cheers these. We don't. I'm sorry if that's if that's a disappointment. It's a disappointment to me. Okay, so you took <laughs> math tests, you graded yourself, and you cheated on those. Uh, not all of them. Okay. But sure, I cheated on Well, I guess it was more English vocab cab test. Okay. Well, it's still, it's a test. And you have to turn it in. You cheat on a few or like, yeah, you don't cheat on all of them. And then if you cheat on just like one or two or whatever, oh. you get your paper back and your teacher is like, hey, you put that you were right and you were wrong. You're like, huh, I'm a dumb dummy. I mean, look at how many I got wrong. You can't <laughs> argue with that. Right. I must uh, have just made a mistake. Right? Uh-huh. So I'm sure that they're, part of it is like, well, let's see how this rides out. OK. But I bet uh, the bigger so do you part. Th- of- so you think some of that fear was fear of getting caught? I, I bet part of it is. OK. Just that you social think, But they shredded their paper. Yeah. You but anyone- they're still like in an, in an eight. Oh, sure. When you're doing something wrong. Absolutely. Everything seems possible. In, like, OK. A conspiracy. Okay. Right? Yeah, Especially yeah, yeah. if you're doing something that's so I easily like that. found. I'm sure that there were some people like he says he wants to, me to shred my paper, but that seems too convenient. Right. Uh-huh, right. But I bet the bigger part of it is someone's looking at it and they're like, okay, I said 6.28 and 4.82, but the answer is 3.82. Now I know why I got that wrong. I was pretty close. I think I actually meant to circle 3.82, so I'm going to give myself the credit, and then they rationalize it where they're like, oh, did I? if I'm grading, if I knew the right answer, I knew the right answer. If I'm grading, did I circle the right answer? No, but this is a test <laughs> yeah. of did I know it's the right answer? Rationalization. Right answer. Absolutely. And so then they do that, but you can't do that every time. You can't tell yourself that because otherwise you think you're a bad person. Right. You well, don't want to think you're a bad person. Okay, and my, my take on it, so I, everything you're saying I think is absolutely valid. My take on this has always been because and i've done this so i've presented this a lot this this uh this concept a lot live to a live audience of continuing education takers wait and all oh you've present oh you've told yeah, them about it I you haven't them, had them do it no I, yes uh, i did you i did I, but but not under i've had them take a quiz it was it was like a trivia quiz yeah but it was really just to waste time because i had to do two hours of ethics and i go <laughs> it, take this quiz and then i go so it was a quiz like this now let me tell you oh, how he's no. hire us for any so, of your corporate but, events we'll but, do better than that one was i but promise listen, but no but it was it was pretty engaging and i thought i thought it was a great oh, way that to, seems to, very fun to yeah, make people with, lock in sure to the content. i would have loved that so but when i told them when I would tell my live audience about this cheating possible yes. uh, thing, and I and I would just say, "Hey, shout out! What do you guys think the the average score went up to?" And without question, people would be like twenty. Oh they, yeah, they'd all be like, "It's got." And you even said something jokingly about that when. But we started. I was joking because I'm smarter than the average person, right? But these this guys, is what this podcast is really about. But, but here's what. So so here's the thing though. Based on that, obviously anecdotal evidence of yeah, what yeah, people's yeah. knee jerk reaction is yeah. to how other people are going to perform. Win big. Win, it, and, oh. and then. Oh, judging other people's stuff. Oh, that's inter- interesting. Yeah, so they're going, oh, if you can cheat, all of these all of these horrible people yeah. are, are cheating comp- as much as they can. Sure. I'm way better than that. That's and awesome. And I'm only going to cheat by, I'm only, and, and also. Oh, I love so, that. So I'm only going to cheat to 12 instead of to 20, because I'm sure everybody else yeah, is yeah, cheating yeah, yeah, all yeah, yeah. the way. And then the other. I'm a better person when it comes to cheating than the average person. Right. Oh, that's such a beautiful thought. Right. Humans are the most stupid, beautiful animals in then the world. The, I love them. The other thing, and this is this is more me just trying to think through this because this the bulk of the experiments that Dan Ariely reports on mm-hmm. were done at MIT. So it's every co- time you say Ariely, do you think Ariola? No, I only do when you start asking <laughs> me that. So, the uh, he he. Uh, uh, 
Yeah. It's MIT. So it's college students. Okay. Is who we've got doing these tests. Oh, yeah. And People so, don't trust college students at all. But no, think about it. If you're a college student and you got a 7 out of 20, you're Oof. going, oh, my gosh, this is the worst test I've ever taken in my life. Yeah. And if you, but if you and cheat. tests are so high pressure when you're in college as well. But then think about cheat. What are you doing if you're saying, I didn't get a 45% or a 35%. I didn't get a 35%. Mm. I got a 60%. Nailed it. You're saying, no, you're saying, you're saying, I am, I am, I'm a good enough person to only give myself a barely passing. Uh, like this wouldn't be passing if it was a, 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 a class that was in my major. Yeah. But this I is, believe I'm in giving, myself to the level of a D. Uh, yeah. Or, 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 but it's just like, again, I think it's part of how you justify it. You go, I'm not giving myself an A plus plus. I'm giving myself a D minus yeah. on this test. So I'm not a horrible person. I think that's still, I love that. There's some people listening to this podcast who are bound to think that's why you should just cheat big. That's like the lesson they're walking away okay. with, I hope. Okay, and now in terms of cheating big, here's what Dan Ariely says about his his research as a whole. Okay. Is he says that they've done this test to thousands of people. They've they've changed even when the When really it was just a couple hundred. Nice try, <laughs> Dave, Dan, whatever his name. Dan. Nice try, Dan. They changed the amount of compensation people would get for oh. the right answers. Oh, okay. Um, they did all this stuff. And he says throughout all of our experiments, he said, we, we have never, not once, had anyone who was able to cheat, no one has ever given themselves an 18 or a 19. Whoa. They said we've had a few people who have given themselves a 20, right but there's that. there's this like there's this weird like rain shadow area Interesting. of the 18 and 19. What why do you think that's the case? What do you think explains that little the, the jump? Because I, I have an idea. I don't I don't really know. I you know, the the 20s are pretty interesting to me because in all honesty, I think I maybe would give myself a 20, yeah. but not but because I would try to take one more step back and be like, okay, this is obviously an experiment. Oh, right. We're testing something. I'm going to f*** with people and it's right. more fun to go way big when someone's okay. clearly asking something my honesty yeah. because it seems like a more fun story <laughs> okay. to have a researcher in front of me and be nice. like, hey, we noticed some discrepancies. I'd be like, probably from some of these idiots. I was the one who got a 20 out of 20. <laughs> and even though I wouldn't believe it, it would right. be my morals fall as a comedian okay. as do the funnier that, thing and it's right. funnier to well, lie big. Well, But, but it's all 18 it, or 19 is fascinating why they would skip over that. Right. Well, okay. And I love what you just said too. Because you were like going, okay, I and I'm drunk enough to yeah, I had, we're, a, I had a really it. I had a really important point I was gonna make oh, about no. what you just said. Oh oh no no because you you rash in that terms of rationalization, yeah. you were going I, I understand this is just a this is a this is a game. Yeah. Everything right here is just a game. This isn't the real world. There's a so, higher moral at hand, which is comedy. Which is comedy. But but even like that, you're going, I'm they they have this money allocated to the psychology department. I'm not they they're planning on, yeah, on, on spending this money anyways. And so it's really not a, an ethical this isn't an ethical thing at all. This is just a game. If anything, I'm gonna, I'm play gonna the help game them and, discover one more thing about the human <laughs> right, human situation. Right, right, exactly. So I think that that's that that's very fun. What you're saying right there. Um, my my take on the whole thing. Yeah, the eighteen or nineteen. The eighteen or nineteen. Yeah, missing tell me what what you think about that. Is psychopathy. Oh, psychopathy. Mm-hmm. You've got apparently one. Uh, from what I've read, one percent of the human population is psychopaths. Mm. And psychopaths. This uh, is a hard lesson to learn right after I said I'd give myself twenty, but keep going. It is, and I'm going <laughs> to say those people. Uh, well. 
And maybe and, they were just comedians. One percent of the population's comedians. Well, great. yeah, that's that's probably so which the overlap between those and comedians prob- might be greater than I'd like to admit. <laughs> yeah, it's it's there's a high correlation. <laughs> the uh, but the idea is that psychopaths, yeah, they don't have that internal compunction to see them that they they just don't feel the need oh, to yeah. view themselves as good people. Well, because the the yeah the morals are derived from the end. The means always justify the end. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Psychopaths. Exactly. There you go. So so I don't care what our social construct is about morals. I don't have any kind of internal compass. Yeah. The only reason I might follow the rules is because it's going to benefit me. Yeah, the goal the is run. not to be honest. The in life, the goal is to get 20 bucks. And they Why go not? they go, "Oh, I can get tw- I can cheat and get 20 bucks." So here's Okay. So that that's what I think explains that. But here's so so Dan Ariely can he he then takes this information that he mm-hmm. has the seven average when you can't cheat the 12 average when you can cheat yes and then he starts messing with people even further with that so here's one of the ways i love this guy as well he's so much fun this is why i wanted him to like me so bad when i met him in real life and he was so not interested in me at all i hope he i hope you get another chance and he'll love you he and you'll hate no, me he in will, like retro <laughs> if he hears anything about us. i have i have you i have leveraged his data to my benefit, so much he should hate me no, worse than he ever that's has. Research. Well, that's research. Well, but I also wonder if I pushed some of his books. Dan Ariely, he's got some wonderful books. Go buy them and read them. I'll read it. There you go. So, um, so here's one of the ways that he not messed a with, sponsor. <laughs> here's one of the ways he messed with people even more. Same thing in the cheating was possible scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he had however many people were in the cohort. I don't know how many people were in the cohort taking the test that day, but he hired one person to be an actor. Oh, to yeah. Pre- to pretend like he was just. A confederate. That's yeah. what they call those. Okay. So he hired a confederate. Seems problematic, but it that's does, what they call yeah, those, right? As does Plantation Brand. Oh, Rome. that's true. So this is a, a podcast Ooh. of a prob- a problematicy. Um, so he hires a he hires a ringer. I'm going to call it a ringer. Okay. Uh, and, and this he hires ring- a racist. Go on. <laughs> and Gosh. the ringer's job. He had one job. So he goes in. He's pretending like he's just a, a knucklehead like the rest of the people yeah. taking this test. They explain that you grade your own, you shred it, you take your scrap of paper, you give it to the people, you get paid. Sure. So this guy's whole job was to wait approximately 60 seconds after they explain that okay. to stand up very publicly, Ugh. walk over to the shredder, go shred all his stuff, <laughs> go up to the proctor and be like, got 20 out of 20. They oh, hand him the 20 bucks it. and he leaves. I love it. That was how he tweaked the what whole thing. What a fun job. Right? Isn't yeah. it? Just messing with people. Man, my my goal is always to be the next person after the <laughs> Confederate to just always be the first one to stand up and go, this f- guy that's it that's all i want in every psychological experiment it's just be that Which is, guy okay and then they have to report that audit where they're like we had most responses like this but we also had one standout person who said quote this f- guy. i would love for that to go in a research paper and so would every psychologist so okay so what do you think happened to the average score with with the guy I, what do i call this guy I, oh I, we, the ringer the ringer the ringer oh the ringer. not for sure you just got social permission to just say oh gosh you're so stupid Seriously, your your training has made it so. Okay, what well, do you the think bar it just like so, went up because so before you were like, well, the average person's going to cheat on this for sure, right? But they'll cheat on this to like a eighteen or nineteen, not uh, realizing that you're talking about psychopaths, right? And so you're all of a sudden going to be like, well, if that guy's giving himself like a perfect score, then I can give myself something like a seventeen, okay, maybe like a fifteen or sixteen or something. Fifteen, we'll go fifteen. I bump hate, it up by three. I hate you so much. Is the that right, right? answer is fifteen. It's fifteen. Mm, I mean, now human granted, condition. Now I granted, get you. 
Granted, you just said four different numbers, so I could have no, hated you at any time during that. I, I am under the influence of alcohol, and I had to go through the process before okay. I got to the right answer. Okay. That's called it's science, it's Greg. But My it, brain did science, But again, Greg. I think you're exactly right. We're all, the social permission. I've, I've never used that word, but I like it. because Social you go, permission. This guy... Just it, because before, like I was saying, my my understanding of this before is people are going. I assume people are gonna are gonna swing for the fences and get twenty out of twenty. Yeah, but that's still an assumption. Then when I have when you it, see it. Yeah, I go. Oh, everybody is. I was oh, right. Yeah. If that guy, everybody's everybody's doing, this. doing it. Not only is everybody doing it, the that I know Matthew's doing it. And Absolutely. So therefore, yeah, people are yeah. doing this. And for he sure. didn't he didn't give us a, a single shit about looking bad in front of everybody or anything. He just took his money and he went. So, I mean, that's just jobs in general, right? Haven't you ever, yes. as a teenager, didn't you ever get like employee of the month at Taco Bell and you looked around and you were like, well, my competition wasn't exactly stark here. Right. Like, well, this but, is easy. But you're exact, when it comes to business, this is the exact same thing, is that if people at your job, yeah. if you know people are acting shitty oh, at, yeah. at work, and then you go, okay, and now I have social permission sure. to act shitty at work. If the I'm account just next to you, every time he X's out of Excel, he just sa- he audibly says, good enough. <laughs> yeah, right, like, right. Do whatever the hell then, you want. Then as long as you exit out 20 minutes after him and say good enough, <laughs> then you go, at least I'm better than f- Dave here. Yeah, exactly. And then and then you win. Then and you, you win. win. You win the battle for your own moral self yeah. self image. Employee of the month. Accountant it, it, empl- of the month. Accountant of the month. So that's why, like, uh, the culture at your job is so important in terms of having the proper ethics at work. If people are are being ethically shitty mm. at your job, you too are going to be ethically shitty. At your job. The reverse moral of this is people hearing this and being like, oh, so I need to get into a morally corrupt place if I want to be morally corrupt as well. (laughs) Right. Or if I over-exaggerate my own moral corruptness and then bring it down real quick, then I'll just match the average. So that's how you work, psychopaths. You, yes. There's advice for all people in this podcast. I'm really, my, my, uh, I, the way that your brain is doing this ethical chess game <laughs> makes me concerned uh, to a to I don't a, act like that. I don't act like that. I'm a good person despite yeah. how I said I cheated uh, on my math test right. earlier. Okay. Okay, so the next the I next mo- way I, I I rationally know I'm a good person. Here's the next way Dan Ariely messed with people. Yeah, hit me with the Dan way. stuff, Dan. He he uh he did this. He uh, again, he had another ringer. Oh, that's another ding da- another ding dong. Cheers. I, I like Cheers. I get nervous until I hit well, how many is this? Six. I get nervous until five, and then I look forward to it. Uh the next way Dan Ariely messed with people, six shots in. Six shots in. He had he hired another ringer, different ringer. Mm. Different job. A different soldier in the Confederacy. Uh, he he this ringer. Yeah. His job was this. So they explained how the test was going to work, how that you were going to grade your own paper, that you're going to shred all your stuff and hand the scrap of paper to the person to pay you money. Okay, they explain same deal. This guy's job was then, before they, they would be like, does anyone have any questions? Oh. And this guy would raise his hand and he would say, I have a question. My, so you're saying that we could just cheat as much as we want on this test? Dude. And the, <laughs> and the proctor, listen, the, proctors, the proctor was instructed to respond to that question by saying, you may do whatever you please, which obviously is scripted. Pussy. But... But they, but they would say that and then let people go. Dude, I did that in a real test once. Did you? I did. Wait, it was tell me everything. Fun. I was in my MBA and 
there was an HR professor who uh, we had something came up. I don't remember what it was, but we had to take our tests at home instead of uh, oh. in person. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, so just remember, um, usually we put a timer on these. We didn't put a timer on this one because for some reason I can't figure it out, but just do two hours and also close notes. You could look at your notes because you're at home, but please don't do it. Yeah. And this is BYU. So it's a Christian college and uh-huh. everyone's like very much so like, oh, I'm not going to right. be doing it. A, Chris- and, a Christian college. Which sets up. <laughs> Yeah, if you're if you're evangelical, you're it's evangelical, like you're not Christian yeah, enough. Jesus isn't God, then you're not Christian enough. Uh, and so the stakes were so high, which made it once again my moral compasses. It's funnier to say this than it is important oh, to oh, do yeah, anything else. Yeah. So I raised my hand and I said, "Okay, but just to be clear, like if we did cheat, though, you wouldn't even know." <laughs> and he was like, right. "Well, sure, there would be oh. no evidence, but like you shouldn't do it." And I was like, "Right, right, 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 right. We shouldn't do it." <laughs> But, like, but you wouldn't even know. There's no way. Right? And I, yeah. like, really pushed it as a joke, and everyone yeah. was laughing. He's like, right, but, like, you shouldn't. I'm like, oh, no, I would never do it. <laughs> but just to be clear, right. if I did, I'd clearly get away with it. Uh, and then nice. uh, there was a guy on the other side who said, just remember, though, angels are silent note-taking. And I responded uh, to him, so you're telling me they're keeping their mouth shut. And it was the best <laughs> response I think I ever wonderful. had. It was very that's funny. Wonderful. And I was the accidental confederate. And yeah, uh, right. I didn't cheat at that test. Right. But, it okay. was, but I probably made some other people cheat at that test, which is very funny in retrospect. So my, my funny story is similar to yours. I used to, before I was an accountant, I, yeah. was a, I was a middle school math teacher. And I was a lazy middle school math teacher. So I, Good for you. I always let the students grade their own paper. No one gets my, paid enough to be my, good math teacher my justification my rationalization for this was that if you see the mistakes that you made on your homework Mm. then you're more likely to want to know why you made those mistakes so so it's like it's it i don't know if that's a good that's what it sounds really good sounds like from the teacher's perspective it sounds really lazy but i bet it's better teaching honestly it probably is a better pedagogy than like shame yourself and make it and and mark yourself in red i'm six shots in and i just said pedagogy dang Uh, Dude. But but here's so I would have them grade their own papers. I was explaining that on the first day of class every day to all my students. Yeah. And not every class, but there would be at least one class where a kid would raise his hand and and this and and say so so we could cheat on our on grading our homework and that kid's name was always Skyler. I don't know why. <laughs> what is it about the name Skyler? All of them are CEOs they're, now, guaranteed. And and I would be and, and and so outside I would say something like, well, we here at Dixon Middle School, Dixon Middle School Panthers, we have. Hold ourselves to a higher ethical standard. We hold we ourselves would, to a higher ethical standard. And we and we wouldn't do such a thing. But inside I was like losing my goddamn mind going, Skylar, why are you <laughs> why are you saying out loud the thing that everybody's thinking in their head? And he's like Shut the f- because I come from a long line of Skylers, and we are a proud people. That's it. Yeah. And so, okay, but but now here's the question. Sure. So with this ringer saying that question, what do you think happened to the average score? Dude, let's see if I can even remember what the ringer said. The ringer said, so I can cheat as much as I want. Oh, so I can cheat And the as proctor as... says, you may do whatever you please. Oh, I think, I mean, you may do whatever you please pulls the, pulls the curtain back a bit. So I think people cheated more. But somehow I feel like... Not seeing someone do it, just asking the question passes judgment on them. I don't know. I want to say it goes to like fourteen. Okay. Oh, is this my first time? I'm wrong. This you're you're not your your logic's right. Your actual numbers wrong. Dang it. Um, because yes, because what what happened to the average score is it went so 
just to review. Sure. Seven when cheating's not possible. Yeah. Twelve when cheating is possible. Yes. Bumped up to fifteen when you see someone <laughs> cheat first, outright. Right. But then when the with the question thing went down to ten. Oh, went down to it ten. It went down to ten. Uh, because all of a sudden people are judging the guy where they're like, oh, he asked out loud. Dang. So maybe no. I made people be more honest in I, my thing that's, when I well, asked my question. And so did Skylar, according to the research. Uh, I thought I was a bad person until just now, but I'm even better than I realized. So you, I'm for sure abso- better than the average person because, based on the, res- the the residual effects of my dishonesty. Well, you be here's here's my take on this whole thing. You be in the, like let's see, let's use your story because I like that story better than isn't Dan it? It was so fun. In it the sounds moment. hysterical, but what you did is you forced everybody. To be like, to yeah, choose a side, we, to pick a side. Exactly. Yeah? Am mm. I? And then immediately people are going, "Am I a good person or yes. am I a bad person?" Or they're like, "I'm not going to be Adam." We all just laughed at Adam's response. It seems so ridiculous to be an Adam in this situation. And that thing when I when I got mad at Skyler, going, "How dare you say out loud the thing everybody's saying in their head?" By saying out out loud, you're then again as an ad, as this ad hoc social group you're forcing people to make an internal judgment on what kind of person they are you know what when i even took that test i had the thought where i was like man it'd be so easy to look at my notes and then i was like i just announced to the class that i was gonna look at my notes i can't look at my notes at this point exactly yeah because you because again you it it's it's this weird like counterintuitive sure Way. I said out loud the thing that everyone was thinking, right? right? I, and I'll tell you what, I am feeling drunk, but I feel like I'm keeping it together, like yeah. solid. Is it time for shot seven? Crystal's given a good thought. <sighs> <laughs> I think that question was the best indication I, that you're drunk, that you're like, I drank six shots, but I want another? Am yeah. I even drunk Am I even point? drunk? This yes, isn't right. It's the most me, drunk I'm gonna sentence take, you've said. I'm going to take my seventh shot right now, and then I'll take an eighth when we ring the bell. Because oh listen, full disclosure, this, yeah. we're, Crystal and I are getting a couple's massage later, and I want a good story. Yeah, you want... Mm. Eight, an eight shot massage. That's right. Okay, want. so take ten, here, dude. Let me tell take you some, twelve. Oh, so I was. <laughs> you were right I was, there. I was. I was seven seconds ahead. You were of seven seconds away, but you can't be dishonest oh, at this oh, point. No, you need I can't. to be ethical. This is my eight. So I'm going to take two in a row Word. right at the end of the podcast. I'm spilling rum everywhere. Mm. Man. Do you okay. think pirates sat on an island and talked about ethics while they drank all rum all day long? So. So if you Let's, took a third of the treasure, but you had the option to take half, what would you? What would you do, and how would you rationalize it? Let's just be clear. I had the opportunity, and I had the pressure, and I also had the third one, which makes the Bermuda Triangle of fraud. Arr, Yarr. And I, I shall bury the treasure and put an X on me map. Yo ho, uh, yo ho. I don't, let's all become I, accountants. Okay, here's another way that Dan Ariely messed with people. Yes. So and it, and I think it relates to what we just talked about with the the thing of can't, so we, so you're saying we could cheat Dan kind of thing? show me how'd you how'd you fuck did, the people up he did this he What'd said do, he bro? said okay we're gonna take this math test and, okay. and you're gonna do bad at it but first <laughs> what I want you to do is he I, couldn't be on, dishonest up no front. he's yeah, like I'm totally pinnacle of ethics you're, you're, it's like I understand college students mathematical skills he understood you're gonna mine. be I'm horrible terrible. at adding. But before we do that, what I'd like you to do is take a piece of paper yeah. and I'd like you to brainstorm 
as many of the Ten Commandments as you can come up with. Okay. So it's like we're going to do that first, and then we're going to take them. Uh, thou, sh- thou shalt so, be God. I so don't know. he so I he hands know. these all out, and he has them brainstorm the Ten Commandments. Sure. So first off, I don't know how many times he did this, okay. but he says, "I feel like the average person don't know much of the Ten Commandments." He said, "He said none of the people was able to get all ten of them right." Which sure, I that's think that's tough. that's I think that's surprising that you none think of so? them that none of them got. A, I would think somebody'd get all. 10 I don't of think them. I could get them all ten. I think I, I was could, religious for a long. I time. I think I could get all ten because I'm a badass. Yeah, you were a pastor. I could get point. all ten when I'm drunk with eight shots of plantation three star rum. Now, don't kill. Don't make engraven images. That we're, no, don't we don't adulter. Okay, okay, keep. Don't adulter. Don't say, "Oh my God!" Like I just did. Right. Don't Sabbath day holy. Sabbath day holy. Parent, honor your father and mother. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, did we say no? Uh, no gods before me. Uh, no. Well, I said the engraven image. That's a different one, right? Yeah, that's a different one. Catholics. Did, did we say don't covet? Covet. Did we say don't adulterate? Yeah, I said that did one. Did we say don't steal? Did we no. say don't lie? Didn't did say we say don't, don't steal and lie and murder? I okay. don't know. I think we got ten. I think There's we said eleven somehow. I can't, I can't keep track of this, so accounts out there will be able to say in the comments if we got ten or not. Yeah, but it was easier than it I was thought. Together. That is surprising that they didn't get all ten. Dan Ariely didn't uh, didn't allow them to work together on this. They oh, had, that's they, a good they point. On their own. So they did that, and then he gives them the test. Now, what do you think brainstorming the Ten Commandments did to people's cheating? Because uh, again, set, again, if you oh don't my gosh, remember, I'm it, not in the right headspace. They got twelve when 12, they were being like their natural selves, their natural cheating selves. You bring God into the mix. Wait, wait, wait. So they had a brainstorm, and then they had to take the math test. Yeah, and then they got to do. They could cheat. So they had to think about like, "Thou shalt not lie," potentially, but they didn't get all ten. So no. some of them didn't and, even realize. Well, that he lying said was some of them. Sin. Here's the other thing that was more surprising. He said some of them got zero of them right, and it's like, come on. Thou shalt not murder. Yeah, get that one. You. D- I mean, what kind of horrible psychopaths are there? It was like, I don't know any of these. I'm I can't f- even guess a good one. Like, don't kill somebody for I'm no reason. More fascinated by those people. I want them to start their own religion because if they came up with the top <laughs> ten things God doesn't want them to do and murder isn't on the list, right, I'm right. fascinated right. at what they think God is interested in. Um, okay. I don't know. Uh, so, what, so what do you think? Give me a give me let's an answer. See. Think well, about God. Question. Think about You're drunk. Generation. I'm drunk. Let's you, go ten. Let's go ten. ten. Ten for ten. Great. Ten out of twenty. Awesome. Nope. It eliminated cheating. It eliminated it eliminate, According to Dan Ariely, and I think that that's a, a shocking... A shot? Are, are we done taking are we shots? Done with or shots? Do we have another one? Okay, bummer. Um, you're done taking shots. Yeah, I'm um, kind of interested I'm in it. Take a. I'm gonna take a. Was this a ninth shot? Yeah, dude, make that massage um, great. It's gonna be so good. So, um, Thank it goodness, oh, so I don't know. It's so. It's, on the list. It, what? Thank goodness, thou shalt not drink isn't on the list. Mm-hmm. So that finding is so surprising that Oof. it eliminated cheating. I have a hard time believing Dan Ariely that that's the case, but yeah. he reports that it eliminated cheating. That, I want to know but it's, I want to know his religious background before I believe that completely. That's he, crazy. Uh, he grew up in Israel, so I'm 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 assuming he's a he's of the Jewish persuasion. Did we already talk about biases or not? No, but okay, interesting. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about this. So, can no, I tell you I'm not going to bring someone's I'm, professional ethics into this. Dan, I bet you did a great job. I I've got to think that he's I mean, he's messing with people and maybe being unethical with the way he's meth- messing with people, but I'm going to say messing his reporting. With I think he's going to be ethical with his reporting. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. What he found. No. I yeah, got I bet he would. I mean, his whole job's on the line. Oh, if we're, we're talking social pressure, I mean, he's got more than anybody else that we've ever kay. talked about. 
So here's the next. Oh, Ten Commandments. Yeah, let's shoot it, through these because these are fascinating. Yeah, so fascinating. Here's, so here's the next one. Yeah, and I'm not sure exactly how he pulled this off. Yeah, but this he, is weird. He had he had a cohort of students do this test. Greg doesn't have the answers in front of me, but he has the scenarios in front of me. If anyone's wondering yeah, why I know a little right, bit about this situation, right? And I I got and because I knew I was getting drunk, I wrote the answers on my sheet, but he can't see my sheet. Yeah, I can't see I'm it. Full, I folded it in a way and, such that to divert his gaze from you know the what? correct answers. I, I I did see a peak at one point, and I promptly looked away before I could understand what was written there because yeah. I'm an ethical person. How Look at you, Transpa- that? dude! Transparency, transparency, mother. So, so the next thing he did is he had a group of of a cohort that was all atheists. Like he was a cohort like, that was, he was all like, atheists. I'm looking for a group of students. He and damned them to hell for his experiment. He did. Dan no, is a terrible person. Su- he, he made them audibly say no, they didn't believe in God. Yeah, he did. It's like it's like you must. Before anyone gets upset, if they're not religious, I'm also an atheist. What's but the, at the same time, right. if you're a Christian, that's the worst thing he's you can like, do to He's a like, deny Christ, and they do it, and it's like, you're in. So <laughs> Good. Let's run an experiment then, on you guys. Then, you're lost already. And we then can af- do what we want. After they're in, sure. he says, before we take this math test, yeah. I need you to swear on this Bible. Swear on swear the on Bible, Bible you don't believe? It's just no, 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 no. Swear on the Bible that you won't cheat. <laughs> So it's like swear on this Bible that you won't cheat, and then he had him take the test. What happened? To, what what happened to their scores? I bet it went down still because in that scenario, at least for me, I would be like, okay, this book means nothing to me. But at the same time, me looking into your eyes and promising something. Uh, but the punk rock version of Adam would be like, I'm going to cheat so much more to prove you wrong. <laughs> right. Oh, my right. gosh. Kind of I'm p- going to say it went down to five. It, uh, no, that would be amazing. It went to seven, which is the same as when cheating was. It eliminated cheating. It eliminated it completely? It, yeah. Well, f- but, but listen. God is okay, the scariest stop. person your, people, your, your, your thoughts are going wrong. Because remember, because you said it would go down to five, sure, which means that the average score when you weren't cheating was seven, and the atheists are just dumber at math and got a five. I didn't understand anything you just said, but keep going. Then, so what happened is it basically? Do you understand it eliminated cheating? Yes, it eliminated cheating. Which stopped. Which is so. Oh, I get what you're okay. saying. Okay, the average is seven, so I was like, atheists probably became idiots as soon as they touched the Bible. I got to do 10. I'm going to 10 just because 10 out of 10. 10 commandments. That's one very shot fun. per commandment. One for all of mm-hmm. them. Mm. Okay. I get what you're this saying. This might so be the a horrible decision. Seven. Where did it go? And it went. Oh, so it went to seven. So it eliminated cheating. Man, my brain is okay. just like having okay. a great time. That's okay. But you're helping people because I think there are people listening to this podcast who take shots with us. Oh, that would so be So you're fun. helping them. At the very least, they're thinking father. like, I don't remember what the true average was, which was seven. The downside is those people have to take a, a short quiz about this podcast and to get the credit. And they can't even cheat on it. And I they bet. can't cheat on it. No. Bummer, guys. You can't even cheat. Here's <sighs> here's my here's my uh, commentary on the atheist thing. Yeah. Is this. Yes. Is that I would have thought, because atheists are assholes. I'm an atheist. And most of them are like, are like screw God, screw God! I'll I'll just I'm gonna do everything I can to be like mm. a jerk to God. So they'd be like, yeah, you, "You just only made me worship numbers at this point." You, they'd be like, "You made me, you made me swear on a Bible, even though you knew I was an atheist. That makes me so mad. I'm gonna cheat all the way." But they didn't. 
it forced it, it didn't force them it they they it eliminated cheating mm. let me i would assume it'd make you nicer where you're like i get what this person because i'll be honest the assumption that all atheists are assholes i think frequently is true in the sense of like them pushing an agenda mm-hmm. somehow people think that they're going to like deconvert from christianity or being a muslim or whatever it is that you adhere to and you're going to think you're going to become this person who's like and now i have no biases you freaking idiot uh instead I would assume I, I would try to be nicer to that person where I'd be like, oh, you as a human individual, I'm going to try to help you out. No, that's stupid, too. What happened? Just tell me what happened. I can't think about anything clearly. I don't know what happened. Awesome. <laughs> Here's the next scenario. <laughs> <laughs> so atheists uh, didn't cheat. Oh, I got one more scenario. Can I please just do my last scenario? And then we're done. We're done. We're going to do the. Yeah, we're gonna do. We're gonna. We're done after this. We're gonna. No do matter that. what you do, Zach, please keep this commentary in because we're it gonna, proves how drunk we are. We're gonna we're do. Like the, everyone wants to listen to this, and you're the sober person who's like, "Cause we're." Hey, Greg. No one is interested. We're this already. Point. We're already fifty minutes in, according to my clock. So we're good. Okay, so Adam, one last scenario I want to talk about with you is please, this one. Please, is, uh, good old Dan Arioli's. He had people come into his test, and he had them. <laughs> Uh, he had them. He, he said, "This the math test you are about to take yeah. falls under the purview of the MIT, the Massachusetts Institute of Technology Code of Ethical Conduct." Yes, and he's, he gave him a paper. MIT, says, where math is important. And he said, "Here, here's a here's math a, is true. That's what MIT stands for." Here's a document that says that you understand that this. Ma- that this math quiz falls under the purview of the MIT Code of Conduct, and I need you to sign that you understand that. Yeah. Sign it. Oh, you have to sign it? Yeah, you have to sign like, put it. your name. Okay. I believe that math is true, and I love all things that are math. And you, and they signed it? Yes. And then, what, and then they took the test. What happened to cheating when they signed the MIT Code of Conduct? I think they... I want to say it eliminated cheating It did, as well. because you're good at pattern recognition. It absolutely... No, el- just because I think uh, when it comes to God, people are really just recognizing an authority figure, and MIT is equal to God when it comes to engineers. <laughs> okay, it did. It eliminated at cheating. At least any interview I was ever in as an HR person, if you said MIT was in your background, people expected you to treat it as if they were like, I saw God. You should hire me. <laughs> I am. Yeah. I am. I'm, it eliminated it. So it eliminated really The you. authority figure is like an interesting piece. So I guess for ethics, man, I'm drunk and I'm trying to draw a I'm, grand conclusion from I'm this. Super, Here we go. Okay. So when it comes to ethics, mm-hmm. if you are accountable to another person who can be viewed as some sort of point of authority to you, so maybe instead of you influencing them, because we already learned that the social influence is something that's going to bring you, well, really, you're going to like convert to the social influence. But if you have someone who will not convert to you, instead, they are going to hold influence over you, then you will become more ethical because you are adherent to the rules that they give rather than them being here adherent to the rules that they give you. So therefore, accountants, make sure you got like a little buddy who you can be like, hey, buddy, we're going to be, you're my little ethics pal, you're right? My, you're, my gonna, ethic, you're my ethics You're fairy. my ethics pal. You're the little ethics fairy that's going to whisper in my ear and, and say, can, be ethical. Yeah, and you can have like a buddy who's like somehow, or I mean, obviously like an authority figure, or I guess you guys probably, I don't know shit about it, accounting, but if you've got like an external third party who's going to review your work or something like that, then you're probably going to be more ethical because it's, uh, they are the God that you worship, but then mother.
That's number. That's one of the Ten Commandments. Have no other gods before me. You, you got God again. You got God again. I, okay. Accounting's your religion. So here's. I probably went too far at the end, but I think the rest of it stands. I here's. So I can't process uh, auditory information right now. But I nailed it. The takeaway that I have from this boop, boop, and boop. the <laughs> takeaway <laughs> that Dan Ariely had from this was that you need to have an authentic. Mm -hmm. Reflection, yes, on a moral code, and it kind of doesn't matter what that moral code is, because atheists reflected on the moral code of don't of swearing on a Bible. Oh, that's beautiful. And, and if you have an authentic, authentic reflection on your moral, oh, I love that. Then it like puts this. Okay, did you see the Incredibles? Yes. Do you remember Violet? Oh yeah, she was awesome. She could turn invisible, and she could also put uh, a force field, force field around herself. I don't know how those two things are related, but she could do both. It's cool, and it's that's the cool. thing. If you have an honest reflection on a moral code, yes. you have an ethical violet style force field around you for a finite period of time, where you where you're not going to do unethical stuff. If you mm -hmm. have an honest reflection on a moral code, mm -hmm. is what happens now. Adam, you did not need Violet for that circumstance, but I love that you used it anyway. Here's a here, here's <laughs> a here's a pull quote from the AICPA Code of Professional Conduct. It says the that, ICP, the that, Insane Clown Posse of Ethics. Please hit me with that. It says that uh, that CPAs should perform their professional duties with the highest sense of integrity. Good luck. Does that mean? Do you believe we've? I think we said this on the last podcast. Do yeah, yeah, you believe yeah. that that means that accountants are supposed to be morally perfect? Yes no. or no? Uh, no, they can't be. I they need to set themselves up in. Oh, you said, but you said yes. I but said they yes. They need to surround themselves with things. Surround no. themselves with stuff that will make them so. No, it, you can't. You don't have a do over. Yeah, As an accountant, you steal money from your company. You can't be like, oh, I had a bad day. That's a good you, point. You got to be perfect, guys. You can't be like and these gals. These fraudulent financial statements. I, I just, I just, you know, I, I was, uh, it, I was off. You can't, you don't get a mulligan on ethics. So yeah. yeah, we're supposed to be morally perfect as accountants. And here's some ways that you can. No, it doesn't matter. Not be. You said you Greg. just listen. I said, do you have to be morally ethic as an accountant? Tell ethical. me what I'm supposed you, to say. Greg. No, no, no. You said what you were supposed to say because you're okay. perfect. You, I said, are you supposed to be morally perfect as an accountant? You said no. I said yes. Yes. It doesn't matter what you say what you just did is you had an authentic reflection on a goddamn moral code oh. and so right now you've got violent you've got a violent style ethics force field around you and you can do no wrong i done been go got. forth and be ethical ah uh, i done been got you're a beautiful person i feel so good right now Okay. Even though you screamed, I bet a bunch of people are terrified, but I they feel are. so good. That was motivational for me. Okay. Take 10 shots. Guys. Seven shots. I guess I took seven. I, you took 10. I took 10. Well, it was to make up for last time, just in case we took six. <laughs> okay. Um, but that's it, guys. That's love it. it. That's it for Drunk Ethics. Thank you so much for tuning in. We've got four of these podcasts. I would encourage you to listen to all four because they're all amazing and they get even more amazing the drunker Adam and I get. Let's be honest. Should you listen to one ethics where people aren't drunk and teach it? Should not you? Not anymore. Not Why at, the hell would a, you do that? Not at all. That'd be such a bad life choice. Because you should be transparent. And if alcohol doesn't make you transparent, then what will? Okay. This is Plantation Three Star Rum. I'm Greg Kite. And I'm going to recommend this rum if you're past four shots in. Take this. Take this. And I'm Adam Brown. I'm Adam Brown. 
Drunk ethics. Drunk ethics. <laughs> Go ahead, read your thing. Siete shots in. The ethical responsibilities of accountants are so important because the financial implications <laughs> ethical lapses and poor judgment can be enormous. If ethical standards are violated, the uh, repercussions uh, can be devastating. Uh, Major from law business and CPA losing their job to criminal prosecution. Criminal prosecution. Prosecution. You're going to be prosecuted. Drunk, 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 drun